The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Emmy Award winner and two-time Grammy nominee David Cross is an inventive performer, writer, and producer on stage and screen. You might know David Cross from his comedy specials on HBO, New York Times best-selling books, outrageous comedy albums, and of course his zany roles on the sketch comedy series Mr. Show and as Tobias Funk in the hilarious TV sitcom Arrested Development. Originally from Atlanta, Cross now lives in Brooklyn, New York, but he returns to his roots for a tour of the South this spring on his worst daddy in the world tour mr david cross welcome to braves country this episode of braves country is sponsored by our braves fan friends down at century 21 solomon properties in savannah georgia servicing the historic downtown savannah area the island area and atlanta's beach beautiful tybee island georgia call joel solomon today 912-604-0896 that's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the georgia coast Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Miss. Hey, David Cross, welcome to Braze Country, buddy. Hey, thank you. Sorry about that. I got a new phone and I don't know how to how it works. <laughs> so I saw that you called and then I tried to get it and I just hung up on you accidentally. No oh. worries. Proving that we're all old. We don't know how to use our stuff either, man. We're just taking it day by day with the technology. Oh, I hate it. I hate the fact that I had to get a new phone and because my phone was so old and it's just it's a different operating system. Me like I'd say two and a half days of just figuring stuff out i still don't have it all down are you an apple or android guy because that that's another that's another big question uh, right? android you're an android, android. Guy. okay android yeah so i had a samsung and i've only had samsung's uh and then i got a google uh, uh pixel 7 whatever <laughs> it's just it's just uh uh, I mean, it's a completely different. I'm just not used to it, and I'm not good at this stuff. And, and this isn't my. I don't have the intuitive 
sometimes being an Android guy, you get treated like you're mm-hmm. from a different planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they, and there's no sympathy at all. There's just, it's kind of like, well, you got what you asked for. I don't know why you did that, uh, <laughs> that's but that's on you. You figured it out. Yeah. Um, How could yeah. you be so dumb? Like, I used to be into tech. I used to be a guy that was really into whatever the newest gadget was. Now it's like, I, I wish I didn't have a phone or didn't have to have a phone at all. Well, you know what? I, one thing I've been, like, threatening just to my uh for years like i gotta get off twitter i gotta get off instagram it's a waste of time it bums me out uh i gotta get off this stuff and when i did the switch like my you know i had to kind of manually go in and input um passwords and log into accounts and get them back up and i purposely didn't do twitter or instagram so those those are off so i'm i'm kind of happy about that that was a little happy accident where i'm like all right forget it i don't need any of this stuff in my life right now (laughs) like i've completely quit responding to people on social media unless it's something that you know is is innocent enough like if if people have you know a problem or they want to complain or they you know just Mm -hmm. sometimes you get tagged in things that that you wouldn't normally answer to anyway like i avoid that stuff like it's the plague i don't have to i'm going to argue with somebody on social media just i'm I'm not going to do it it just ruins your day Exactly. And I'm not even looking at it. It's brought a whole new uh, refreshing refreshing look at bathroom time uh, <laughs> when I don't have that to occupy right. my time. But, uh, right. yeah, I'm just – I'm not even – you know, I mean, I'll have the account just to put stuff out like, hey, I'm going to be on tour and all those kind of things. But I'm not – I don't go on it. I'm not looking. I'm not – there's no – whatever the DMs are, they'll just sit unanswered and all that stuff. Don't need it. Now, Don't David, want it. Talking to David Cross, you can find him on the web, officialdavidcross.com. His Twitter handle, though he doesn't use it anymore, so probably shouldn't look him up. <laughs> David Cross. No, you, I mean, you can, you can use it. I'm just not going to respond right. or even look. Being originally from Atlanta and growing up a Braves mm-hmm. fan and being a Braves fan, do you miss Atlanta? Well, I mean, I don't. I, you know, I'm back like three, four years uh, minimum. Um, I'm, all my family's, I have one sister in North Carolina, but everybody else is in Atlanta and I got a kid now. So we're back there three, four times a year. Um, and it's a pretty easy, quick flight from, uh, uh, New York to Atlanta. And, uh, so, uh, you know, when I, it, it's, it's not like I'm away for that long to miss it. There's, you know, I'll go back and I'll occasionally, uh, I mean, there's things that I miss about it, you know, um, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy, you know, where I am right now. Living in NYC. So do, have you adopted like the Mets or the Yankees or are they, or are they just off the, off oh, the hell no. Thank I you. I can't believe Thank you, you guys would even ask well, that. Well, but you, it was actually. Absolutely not. It was. Absolutely not. Fantastic. No, I love your enthusiasm. I love how emphatic you are, but you'd no. be surprised how many people we have on that says, oh, you know, I'm in New York, so I've adopted the Mets or adopted the Yankees. And no, I, in my I, head. It doesn't work like that. That's it exactly doesn't right. work like that. Uh, you know, there's there's one. I, I've really been trying to get my daughter into baseball, and she's just not interested. And I'm so jealous of when I go to the park and there's dads there with their young kids. And it's <laughs> I've tried, man. I mean, it's just you know. And I'm I'm like a Braves fan and a Red Sox, and 
So, I mean, Mets and Yankees are mortal enemies. And right. uh, But I did have a fear like, oh, what if when she gets older, she really gets into the Mets or the Yankees and I'm going to have mm-hmm. to go with her. And, and so that was uh, that's something that was in the back of my mind. But um, she just doesn't care. She hasn't taken a shine to it, which is disappointing. Maybe not my daughter. What about college football? Can Maybe you can get her into there. Now, are you, do you keep up with college football because we're big Bulldogs fans? How about them dogs? Uh, you know, not really. I mean, only uh, like I was kind of pulling for Georgia and, and uh, just because of all my friends who went to UGA, but not really. I mean, that's the only kind of link I have to it. Um, and just, you know, obviously they represent the state. Uh, so, you know, I not that it's, I'm passionate about it, but yeah, sure, I'd rather see Georgia than Ohio State or TCU, uh, sure. you know, uh, but. You know, I don't have any kind of allegiance to it. I mean, I love Athens, but uh, I don't care about PA, really. And they also uh, wouldn't, they didn't accept my application, so that's them. <laughs> hey, dude, they don't accept anybody's application anymore. Well, I, it is I, impossible I Come on, to I get squeaked in. in there. I squeaked These in days, there. it is impossible to get into <laughs> Georgia. Like, all of my buddies, they all and their kids, everybody has filled out application. Everybody's applied, and 99% of them get rejected. It's unbelievable how hard it is. Remember Louis Grizzard a long time ago? Do you remember him? Do you know who yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he talked yeah. in the 80s. He would be like, if you drove through Athens with your window down, they'd throw a diploma in your car. <laughs> Those days are over, man. Yeah. As far as that, it's hard to well, get in. Well, that was when those were the days when I didn't get in because uh, oh, you know, well. I applied in '82. <laughs> so I, I understand so. the slight, then. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Now, what about the Bravos, though? Uh, you know, for me, uh, coming up in the '80s, uh, I loved Dale Murphy. That was the guy who I had the poster on the wall and all oh, that. Yeah. What about you? Who are your favorite Braves yep. players coming up? Uh, I mean, Dale Murphy uh, probably was right up there, and I loved Glenn Hubbard. And um, and whenever I do, I've you know written some shows and and movies and stuff, and uh, put uh, um, the members of the '82 Braves in there. Like I had, I did a movie called Hits that I wrote and directed up up in, here in upstate New York, and um, and there were two police officers, and they were named. Lemke and Blouser. And, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I just put them in different shows. I, I, I pr- I'm trying to get through the whole starting lineup. <laughs> um, I loved uh, Pasquale Perret. Oh, and, 285. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it was uh, it was th- those were really, it was a, a, a fun era, you know. Especially, I mean, they got swept by St. Louis in the yeah. playoffs, but still. So, 95, because you talked about shows and movies and whatever, obviously Arrested Development was huge for you, and it was a an incredible show, and it was awarded. Then you had a show on HBO called Mr. Show from 95 to 98, and I missed out on that because I was in the Navy, and we didn't have HBO in the Navy. So I, I didn't get to know that until later, but that's the same year, 95 when it started. That's the same year the Braves won the World Series. So, man, you, you actually made out that year. That was a good year for you. Yeah, well, check this out. I was at the game where they won the World Series. I was at that game. I took my sister, uh, who's also a big uh, fan, Falcons fan, and uh, yeah, we were at that game. I was at the, that was the last game at Fulton County Stadium. So that was, you know, about as exciting a World Series win as I've seen, and I was, and I was there. 
that's such a great mm-hmm. memory. Uh, my my son and I were able to be at some of the World Series games, you know, leading up in 2021, and and those memories mm-hmm. are irreplaceable. Now we weren't we you know because they obviously won in Houston, so I didn't we weren't there. But uh, getting to right. to be here and see the team do really well is is lifelong, man. You never let that go. So I would imagine the first World Series championship as a Braves fan. At Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, which is still my favorite stadium to date, on any dude, and that includes Yankee Stadium, what? old Yankee Stadium, <laughs> how, all how of them. That stadium, your favorite stadium. It's so nostalgic for me, man. I'm telling you, it's my favorite stadium. The, I, the dude, launching pad, man. Dude, That's where Aaron oh, broke the mean, record. Okay, you mean for like memories and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. So, like, if you were to ask me, do I want a T-shirt that you know, you know, because they make T-shirts with all the stadiums on it now. I would get Atlanta Fulton County because I remember growing up in Dalton, Georgia, and we would come through mm-hmm. town and you'd make the Grady Curve, and there it was off to the left. Yeah. And, and it was, I mean, it was like something out of a movie for me because yeah. we didn't get to Atlanta a lot. Right, right. I understand. I just thought you were like, uh, you know, as like an enjoyable <laughs> yeah, place right. to go. No, that stadium sucks, but uh, <laughs> there's, there's way better stadiums. Right. A lot but, of great uh, memories, but yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and it was a replica. It's like there was like five of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. What I liked about it is you could pay seven bucks and go sit in the dugout with Dale Murphy. You know, it, it didn't matter. You could. You well, could... that's it. When I was a kid, there. I don't know if you remember, but there's a chain uh, of. I don't know if they're still around. I haven't seen them in forever, but a chain of you know, like do-it-yourself uh, car washes where you 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 know you drive into the the little bay and then it's got the wand with the the rinse and the foam and all that stuff. And it was called National Pride Car Wash. And they would have coupons. And they would be like National Pride Car Wash Day, <laughs> you know, at the Braves game. Right. And it was, uh, I think it was four bucks. It was four bucks to get in with the coupons. And then, and then and you just walked down. So there. my friends and I, yeah. And it was like, yeah, there weren't that, that many people there. You know, so you just walk down and security was pretty lax. And, uh, yeah, you just walk, you know, get much better seats. True. Speaking of great seats, man, I had the honor of working at the recent uh, REM Chronic Town 40th anniversary show, and I just did it so I could uh, stand on the side of the stage and watch all those great artists. Oh, man, And, and it was great to meet you at that thing. Uh, we did the Athens show at the 40 Watt and then here at the Battery mm-hmm. at the Roxy in Atlanta. And um, REM is such an important band in, in music history, but especially in Southern or Georgia music history. Uh, what was it like for you to be asked to host that thing? Oh, I mean, a uh, privilege and an honor and, you know, a very worthy cause as well, um, you know, especially in the, the current climate, you know, the, the Planned Parenthood and uh, um, and just all those legends. And, uh, I mean, REM was really, really important to me when I was coming up. And I told a bunch of goofy stories and anecdotes about, you know, seeing a bunch of those folks, seeing Pylon when they were at the the bistro and 688 and um and just various members of some of those guys coming out and uh and it was uh i mean it was non-stop thrilling there was a thrill there was uh and that first night in athens i, I was just like i can't believe this i can't believe all these people are together in this room doing this it, it was amazing and then uh and you know uh peter buck and mike mills up there and then uh Stipe and Bill Berry were in the audience in Athens and hung out and uh, um, and I had met uh, Peter Buck before in Seattle because his ex-wife had the Crocodile Lounge which I used to go to all the time um, when I was doing shows up there and 
and I think he was part owner of that. And, uh, and so I talked to him before, but I came in and it was raining. I don't know if you remember that. It was kind of pouring out, and I walked uh, to the back of the venue, and I come in, and I'm just looking to get a laminate, kind of get settled, and there's this little scrum of people, and then I get through, and Peter Buck's there, and he goes, uh, I barely even said hi at this point, and he's like, Hey, David, um, I was reading your book, and uh, hey, we went to the same high school. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, we went to, and the school doesn't exist anymore, uh, um, or elementary school. It was uh, Crestwood High School in, and it's not there anymore. I think it got folded into something else. But yeah, he was, he was uh, the, the first year it opened up, he was there. So that was kind of crazy to learn that Peter Buck and I went to the same elementary school. That's crazy, especially to learn afterwards. That's when it like yeah. you, you start like, well, well, who else did I go to school with? Because I I didn't go to school with anybody famous. In Dalton, Georgia, there's not really any famous people. Maybe you were the famous guy. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, you know, like Marlon Maples came from Dalton, Georgia. That was about it. Oh, you know what? Deborah Norville, I think she does uh, Inside Edition or oh, something sure. like that. I, yeah, so, yeah, Norville, yeah, super nice lady. So, but there's just not many famous people there. So to find out that you went to school. With somebody that's that's famous is unbelievable man you have to go literally yeah. go back in your head and go did we run into one another did we ever speak you know just we, trying we to figure it all out that. i think he he was out of there before i was because he he, okay. was, he was there when it opened up and i got i went in in fourth grade so we we kind of missed each other um but i was shocked to learn that i was uh actually the the second most famous person to go to Crestwood that's Elementary right. School. That's, that's awesome. You put yourself in the rankings. This is so good. <laughs> I love it. You got a big tour. U.S. and Canada is coming throughout the South doing rock venues, and uh, it'll be April 13th through the 29th, and, and it's called the Worst Daddy in the World Tour. The only thing that I can tell so far, I mean, this is the only thing you've shared with me about your parenting, is that you're failing with making your daughter a Braves fan. So, I mean, you got some work to do, man. That I mean, that's a first notch on the worst dad list ever. I know. Well, I, I'm, I'm, it's not for lack of trying, man. And I'm, I'm even, I mean, I'm going into football and dipping into basketball. I mean, just trying to get her, uh, into, she's just not, she's just bored by it. Even as I try to explain things. And then I, I sound desperate the more that I'm trying to get her to, right. I'm just like, um, see, honey, that's called the, you know, which doesn't, <laughs> right. and, uh, and you know, maybe it's a bit early, maybe she'll get there later, but, um, uh, and she's really, you know, athletic and she does, uh, Taekwondo and swimming and stuff like that. Wow. But I just, she just has no thought, well, maybe football or basketball just to, cause there's more movement. And I get, I understand, you know, if for a, a five-year-old baseball is like slow, right. you know? So that's why I was like, all right, maybe football, maybe basketball, just to get her into it. But, uh, so far, so far not, uh, she's, uh, her mother's daughter. But let's be honest. As we talk to David Cross, you can find him on the web, uh, officialdavidcross.com, on Twitter, at David Cross with an extra S, so three S's, David Cross with an S on the end. The more you try to convince your kids to do something, the more that they yeah, rebel, they push yeah. back on that. That's, I yeah. mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah. It's, it's, and I've, I've really stepped back, and I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe next year, maybe, maybe. I, I really have, like, stopped 
trying to push it because you're exactly right. The more you do that, the more they're going to, that's just nature, you know, it's a natural thing for a kid to do as they start, you know, finding out who they are and individuating going, well, if my likes this and my dad likes that, then I'm going to like something else because I'm me, you know? Right. So. You got to, you got to trick her in and be like, man, I sure do love my vegetables at dinner. It's my favorite <laughs> thing to <laughs> just to go, go the opposite. Use some reverse psychology, oh, yeah. get her to eat reverse healthy. psychology. Sure. <laughs> David, I heard you talk about uh, having trouble being an older dad before, and I was wondering if that's something that plays mm-hmm. into you being the worst daddy in the world, the fact that you're kind of an older dad. No, I not at all. I mean, uh, I have always had a, a really good energy level for my age, whatever that age was, and, uh, um, you know, I can still run around with her and, and do all the stuff that, and you know, you need to do, and, uh, um, uh, and I have plenty of time to be with her. I'm probably, I'm probably, you know, around that kid more than 95% of American dads, other American dads. I mean, I, uh, unless I'm on the road and she's been on the road with me when I, the last tour I did, we put a pack and play in the crib and the tour bus and she was there the whole time. So I've been with that kid, you know, from the very beginning. And, uh, and it's, and so it's not like being old. It's not. And also I don't feel old. So that's a big part of it. Um, but it's just it's you know there's some bits that are in the the set that refer to it and it's really you know that's only I only use I mean maybe 25 percent of the set is about being a dad and most of it is not but I think the cumulative all the stuff I'm saying some people would look at me and go that's the worst daddy in the world even though I'm not <laughs> and it's actually a really great dad and. You know, I think that it's it's the the totality of what I'm talking about, and uh, and she also gave me the name for the tour because there have been plenty of times when you know I didn't give her an extra ice cream or right. something, and now I'm the worst daddy in the world. You're so right. that's where that's you've been given a nickname. From. You've been given a nickname. That's, that's right. fantastic. I love it, yeah, man. yeah, that's awesome. Hey, man, I love that you're playing these rock clubs around the South and really around the whole country. You're doing the whole country in Canada, and um, and it's something you kind of launched. Uh, I don't know if you invented the concept, or I think a lot of guys from down here have kind of wanted to play the 40-watt and the Cat's Cradle and places like that because the rock bands that we love did that. I, and those are all yeah. venues I work in with rock bands, and I think it's cool that you know national, internationally known comedians are, are doing tours in these places. And uh, I know Mitch Hedberg did that, too. And uh, what, what is that like for you? I mean, wh- why do you go to the rock shows uh, and do these clubs rather than play well, in a comedy club? Because I haven't played comedy clubs in, uh, I think the last comedy club I played was 2004, I think. And what I've been doing, uh, it, this is, I'm going back to kind of my roots and what I, what I used to do, uh, you know, back in the early aughts and uh, for a while there was I would go out on the road with a band and would open, play like 30 to 45 minutes and then like no downtime right into me. And I would go out and do, you know, two hour shows. So I, I just go up until I had to pee, you know, and then the show would be over. But, um, you know, just drinking the whole time. And it was really, really, really fun. It was really loose, no pressure. And that kind of resulted in the, the first album I did, the Shut Up You F and B, I don't know if we can swear. Are we allowed to swear? <laughs> we'll bleep sure. it if we we'll have to. The, net- the network will bleep right. it. So, all right. so Shut Up You F- Baby was the first uh, thing. And that came from that tour. And, uh, and that's just what I did for a while. And then I just 
it's you know things started getting bigger and i became uh, a bigger comedian i guess and uh so i started playing theaters and and doing a bunch of theaters and like i in atlanta i would do like the the not the congress center is that it the congress center it's where it's it's where i uh it's where i graduated <laughs> graduation ceremony i think the congress center and then uh maybe not what, what's the place i'm thinking of anyway um and you know the symphony hall and stuff like that and uh uh and then i was gonna go out on tour two years ago uh, or a year and a half ago and uh, the covid delta omicron thing uh canceled the tour so everything was canceled mm-hmm. and then i was talking to my wife and i was you know we were at a bar and i was just sort of lamenting like oh i missed this part of it i missed doing clubs and that feeling and the vibe and the energy and and she's the one who said like you know do it that's what you should do then just go back and do that you know and so that's where it came from i'm kind of because i play i think on that 2001 2000 and then the next two tours i think i played the variety and uh which is you know a little smaller and but i love it it's fun and so that pretty much where that came from it's just is as and, and there's nothing wrong bad about in the theater the bigger theater they're just different you know yeah sure like you yeah. perform differently you're not you're not quite making that connection uh and i just love the intimacy of just everybody right there everything in life is is better when it's smaller I mean, I, even even down to like you know, uh, Snicker. Well, uh, give I me the my, Snicker my bite wife size. Might, uh, might have a different. Uh, <laughs> With the exception that. of maybe one, maybe one thing. I take I take it back. I stand corrected, sir. <laughs> I mean, you set that up. Come on, you. How was I not supposed to? Yeah, that was a softball. Spiking right it down. There. Spiking that it down. <laughs> That's right. No one what to go with. David Cross, let's talk about this tour a little more in depth here. Uh, you know, uh, you're doing the whole country and all that, but let's focus in on April 13. Let me, let me just, I'm sorry to uh, interrupt, but let me just interject that this, what you'll see on the website is the first leg. Oh. Um, because I'll get plenty, it's only 40 dates, and I'll I'll get plenty of people going, hey, how come you're not coming to, you know, Indianapolis, or um, yeah. what, how come you're not coming to That's Albuquerque, or whatever, and they, I will... I will get there. It's just I'm breaking. I'm not touring like I used to, where I just go out for three, four months, and that's it. And because I got a, you know, my kids in school and stuff, so I'm gonna, I'm just going out like anywhere from four to eight days at a time, and then back home, and uh, and then back out for you know like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then back home for a couple of days. So I, this is the first leg. I will. There'll be a second leg. We'll probably take a. Uh, six, seven weeks off in the summer. I'll get back out there at the end of the summer, fall, and I'll hit the places that aren't on there. I'll do the rest of Canada. I'll go to Europe and all that will be out there. So don't freak out, you know, because I do get a lot of like, you know, this is bullshit. You know, what, what's wrong with Tempe? Yeah. I thought you liked Tempe. You yeah. Know? They don't want to drive into Phoenix. They want you to come out to Tempe. Hey, but, and, and you know, I thank you for clarifying that because I was a little concerned because there's no Athens, Georgia 40 watt date here. And I was like, yeah, what's going on? See? See? You're right. falling yeah. into well, the trap. I mean, well, I was talking with Valina, yeah. and she was also like, I don't know, maybe he doesn't like us anymore. I don't know. Maybe that was it. Uh, that's it, And people will take it personally. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. um, People will take it personally. And no, nobody nobody should take my not being in your, your, your town 
uh, personally, except for people in Florida. You guys can take it personally because I'm never going back there. But outside of that, don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with you. Too many jorts wears. Uh, what do they wear down there? Uh, yeah, Those jorts. Yeah, 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 jean yeah, we shorts. Don't, we don't yeah, like the Florida yeah. people either too much. I mean, we 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 well, were okay Tobias, with... no, Tobias on Arrested Development, he would wear yeah. he would wear jean shorts. Yeah, he would. In sure, the showers, right, he, he would love Florida. We that's like right. North Florida though. That's we kind of annexed North Florida as part of Braves country, so that's okay. But but right. uh, you know Gainesville. That's it's all right. What? No, Gainesville's mm-hmm. the worst. That's where University of Florida oh, the, is. The covered dish, though. What a great rock club. Man. Okay, well, then, look, maybe I'll take 38. If we're annexing in, I'll take okay. 38. All right. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Okay, so let's go through the, the dates that you are playing on the first leg of the Worst Daddy in the World Tour with special guest Sean Patton. And I want to go through each of these cities and ask you, uh, you know, for something you love Every about the city, city or the... There's, 40, there's 40 cities. No, no, no. We're just going to go we're through the southeast. Just the southeast. Just Braves country. Just the Braves oh, country spot. Yeah. yeah, just to our, for okay. our listeners. So, And I want to hear, like, if you like something particularly about uh, one of these cities or if you don't like something or uh, maybe... You love it, okay. hate it kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Here we go. April okay. 13th in okay. Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, April 13th at the Bijou Theater. What do you think about Knoxville? Um, you know what? I was under the impression we played in Knoxville, and then I got my old notes from two from uh, the last tour, uh, so oh, I'm going to say four years ago. Um, and I wrote that I – well, because I, I make notes on uh, every place and venue. And uh, apparently I had a great set in Knoxville. I liked the people, and I liked the venue. I don't even know where the venue was, but 
I guess I liked it. Uh, that Bijou Theater is a classic spot, and uh, my buddies in Blackberry Smoke just sold it out the other day. And Driving and Crying was in there, and they sold it out, too. So I, I bet you you'll sell nice. it out, too. Uh, April 14th, Columbia, South Kakalaki at the Senate. What do you think about Columbia? I, I, I don't think it—I I don't remember, and I don't think I was there on the last tour, but I was there. I know I've been there. I just don't have any memory. Um, and you gotta—you guys got to remember that a lot of boring is you're in and out. You're yeah. not hanging out, unfortunately. You don't—you just don't get that. That's a luxury if you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you'll, like, roll in town— and I mean, I don't have to do a sound check or anything like that. And you get into your uh, hotel and you get some food, take a shower, you go do the show, and then and you know, I mean, I'm 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 up late, you know, uh, doing that show, and then uh, and then you get up and you either get on the bus or you get on the bus after the show, or you go to the airport at you know eight in the morning. So it's it, you don't you don't get the luxury often of getting to go out and really discover a town, you know. Columbia is the uh, home of the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. So when you're there, say go Gamecocks or something, and you'll get a rise out of them. Uh, April 15th, okay. April 15th, uh, big day for everybody, and it's you'll be in uh, Charleston, South Carolina at the Charleston Music Town, uh, excuse me, Charleston Music Hall, and that's a great town, Charleston, if you like fishing. I, I love Charleston, and the what I love so much, one is the aesthetics of it, you know, it's got kind of that Savannah vibe to it, and uh, and the food, the food is great. Incredible, yeah. I mean, Charleston is a great food town, really good. What are you, you going to eat some seafood while you're there, I take it? Or the barbecue. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, oh, seafood. I think. Uh, well, I'll I'll be having plenty of barbecue, and I want to be, uh, you know, uh, judicious about because I don't want to eat like nine meals in a row, or yeah. uh, you know, I'll yeah. just be sitting in a wheelchair from the set. But uh, <laughs> I, I got to be careful. Tired. So I'll save I'll save barbecue for like Tennessee, yep. North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, maybe the next uh, night. Maybe in Alabama. Yeah, the next night you'll What's be uh, Bur- Birmingham, Alabama, April 18th at Iron City. What do you think about Birmingham, Alabama? Um, you know, it's I, I was just there, a uh, really great place called the Satellite Lounge, I want to say, uh, not too long ago. Really nice folks. Um, and I had the idea of taping the special at, at Birmingham uh, when I was in Birmingham, which is uh, still a possibility, but I'm not sure. Um, but I've got two nights there, I believe. And uh, I don't know, as a, not, there's not a whole lot going on, but uh, I certainly had a, a really fun show there. And, and I also like playing the South in particular because, you know, it's, it's where I'm from. I'm, it's very familiar to me. And just a little bit more... It just comes out, whether I like it or not, just a little bit more button pushing, a little bit more uh, poking at, you know, the kind of restrictive culture that I was brought up in, you know. I know the feeling, yeah. Uh, so and then you come into Atlanta, the Variety Playhouse, the next, uh, well, not the next night, the next week on the 27th of April. We know you love it here. Mm-hmm. You got April 28th in Asheville at the Orange Peel. What a great town Asheville is. Oh, man. There. I had never been to Asheville before. That's where I taped the specials ago. That's where I taped that special, the Okamon special at, at uh, Asheville. And I, I, I'd never been to Asheville. I just yeah. fell in love with it. That is an awesome, great, great town, great room. The Orange Peel is great. Just, just uh, what a great experience! Really enjoyable. I love and that I love cl- the town. I love that club because uh, most clubs you go into, their black boxes are painted black, and that's cool. But that one is painted orange everywhere, so it's kind of a little <laughs> yeah. brighter. 
And I know you did yeah. a special there before, so uh, one of your home home cities right there, basically, Asheville, North Carolina. April 29, you're up in Chapel Hill or Carborough officially at the Cat's Cradle. That's a classic rock room. Played there before and had a really a great time. And, uh, again, good people. And uh, um, Chapel Hill, you know, great, great town with some – I've got friends there. I've got friends in a lot of these places, too, you know, um, but – you know, good food and good people, and I'll head down to the Merge Records office and stop in and say hi and grab some freebies. And uh, <laughs> there you um, go. yeah, Chapel Hill's great. Well, hang on, like you, you said something good about every one of them. There's got to be well, something think, that you don't like about some of them. I think May 20th, Nashville, Tennessee, is where he's going to get around because everybody okay. has a bad opinion on Nashville. Marathon Music Works. I mean, you either love or hate Nashville. Um. Well, well, this is I. I don't love or hate it. I mean, I'm. It's uh, of all those cities, it's the one that's probably grown the fastest. Like Nashville sure. today doesn't look anything like it did ten years ago. I mean, it's huge now. It's really now. I, I now I will say this: the last time, not the last time, but the time before last that I did a show in Nashville, the mayor came to the show, and then I think eleven days later was forced to resign her office. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying those two things are connected, but maybe yeah, but they, they are. Could be. If you don't want your mayor, if you want that's a different right. mayor, send them down to my show. That's right. We will get them fired did or the, do our damnedest. Yeah. Did the mayor give you the key to the city or anything like that to put him in the line of fire a little bit? Uh, that's why she uh, was forced to that resign. Was exactly. It was an outrage protest. <laughs> How could you? Uh, no, she. It was just the timing of uh, you know her scandals uh, coming to fore. But she, yeah, she was there. She hung out with us. There was a because I knew a bunch of people in Nashville, and we all went to this dinner afterwards. And and she was there, and it was weird. Wait, this so, is weird having the mayor <laughs> hanging out. With yeah, you. we're talking to David Cross. Is she the one that was like sleeping with the police officer or something like that? Wasn't it? A, there was yeah, a crazy there, there story. Were two different things. There were two that. Uh, surfaced like within days of each other. Like there was a whatever the first thing was. I think it was like an impropriety with uh, some finances or something. And she was like denying it. And this is you know we're going to get to the bottom of this. And then the other it, one of one of the two things happened. And then the other scandal came up like three days later. And she's like, all right, well you got me. I'm out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she just threw all her chips in. All right, I'm out. <laughs> she's like Kramer on Seinfeld. Uh, it's obvious that you love stand-up, and it, it's so clear, and you're such a funny guy, man. It makes so so much sense to me. It's hand in glove. Do you prefer movies or TV better, like when you're doing them, when you're when you're acting in them, or, or even producing and putting it together? What, what's your favorite of the two? Oh, they're. I mean, it's all. They're so different. I, I can I can say easily without hesitation. The thing that I cannot without doing is stand-up, and. I wouldn't be happy if I never acted or wrote. I mean, that'd be weird. I don't know what kind of, I don't know why that happened. You know, if there's, uh, if it was like federally mandated or the <laughs> state said you can't ever write again, but whatever, in this scenario, um, I mean, I wouldn't, it would be frustrating and I wouldn't be happy, but I could, I could do that. But to not be able to do stand up would be uh, just kind of crippling, you know? I, and, and, last special I did, which I self, you know, I just self-produced because the tour got canceled that I was about to go out on. And uh, and I was like, well, I, I don't want to, you know, all this material is ready to go. So I just shot, you know, I paid for it myself and shot a special here in Brooklyn and put it together pretty quickly. And it's on my website. But um, uh, uh, 
you know, that had been, it had been a year and seven months since I'd done a set. Is the longest, by far, by far the longest I'd ever gone without being on stage. And it was really hard. And, you know, a lot of it was, I was in Toronto for six months and we were um, stuck there, like uh, quarantined or, or uh, stay-at-home orders is what they uh, called it. And we were there because my wife was working and had to take the kid and just... You know, it was it was pretty brutal, and uh, so yeah, a year and seven months was. And when I did my first set, I started getting an emotion. I started getting emotional, like, and and for a second, I was like, oh my god, am I going to lose it? Am I going <laughs> to cry on stage? And <laughs> right. and, it, and that's where one himself. of the bits came from, where I just sort of diverted, and I was like uh, scrambling on my feet to not get choked up about this like thing, <laughs> you know. But uh, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, my my first. Set was at the punchline in uh, Marietta, Sandy Springs. Gosh, that's a great um, spot. Yeah, it was at the punchline in Sandy Springs when I it was the week before my 18th birthday. Holy cow! And that's I've cool. Been doing it, yeah. And I've been doing it ever since, you know. Being a dad, and, and I know the tour's called the, the Worst Daddy in the World Tour because you got a, a baby girl. Does she recognize your voice? Is she starting to recognize your voice in, like, Kung Fu Panda or Alvin and the Chipmunks or you know any of those movies? Not yet. I mean, uh, the last... Uh, uh, the last thing we did, actually, there was one thing, maybe it was Megamind, and she said, I think she said, you know, said something like, that sounds like you or something, but I've never told her and I haven't shown her anything that I'm in, you know, where my face is in it, uh, uh, because I don't want to ruin that for her, you know, and, and I want her, I'm, I'm doing a, a good, but like, she doesn't see that stuff, uh, not because I'm ashamed of it, just because I don't want to ruin the the fantasy and the the thing that she's you know I don't don't want her to question and uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I totally get it because it seems like it would make it different, and, and you just wanted her to be it would a regular make it totally kid. Totally different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just wanted to be able to. So the stuff you know, voice stuff is. Uh, I mean, she's at this point. I mean, it, it, whether it was like happened to be on TV or at her friend's house, but I mean. Kung Fu Panda and uh, what was it I just said? Um, uh, Mega Mind, Alvin and Chipmunks. Uh, Mega Mind and uh, 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 what was the other one? The um, uh, uh, there's another one. Men in Black. George. Oh, oh Curious uh, George. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just talking about the voice stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like she has, she's heard all that, but has not made any connection. So that's good. Do they just pay well? Is that why you're drawn to it, or is it something that you really enjoy doing? Um, both. I mean, I really, I love doing that stuff. It's, 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 you can just go nuts and, uh, um, it's, it's an enjoyable experience. And it's also, it's pretty easy. You're just sort of, you know, you, you have, depending on the, the, you know, the length of the, the character and how much, how big it is, how big the part is. But I mean, you're really, really like, uh, three long, sessions that are like a day long and those are hard i mean by the end of the day you're just like wiped out toast because you you know and and but there's only like three or four of them and then you go back in over the months and you do maybe a three-hour session and then you do another one you know as they keep refining it and editing it and coming up with alt lines you go in you do like two or three more three-hour sessions and then you're just in there you have maybe three more where you're in there for an hour and then it's all about like we need more efforts. That's the worst part of it. It's like oh, you have wow. to do half an hour of screaming and grunting and getting hit, and that's sort of <laughs> mind-numbing. Yeah, but, I can uh, but, yeah, I mean, in a relative sense, you know, and I'm getting on the subway and I'm going to, well, I don't know, 
nine stops in a Manhattan and going to a sound sound studio and doing it. With the accent that I have, I, I've always kind of wanted to do something like that, like voiceover. You know what I mean? Just sure. because I feel I feel yeah. like I could do like the best big dumb hillbilly character ever, sounding the way I do. You know, so it, it oh, it's intriguing. I thought that's what you been doing the whole time. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yes, that's why Sweet. I just figured it that would translate so, well because I'm good at it. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I love it. Because I heard you talking before with a slight English accent. Yeah, I thought, right. oh, you're just putting this on for everybody. Right. You're uh, uh, educated at Oxford. That's and uh, right. No, had dropped out of Dalton State College in Dalton, Georgia three times. That's, that's what you get. <laughs> three times? Uh, it's like a record. <laughs> I, I swear, it's got to be a record. Well, you're a quitter. <laughs> hey, David Cross, uh, I know that you uh, you started working a little bit with Jack Black on the on Mr. Show, and then I heard that you actually wrote some songs for him or with him for Tenacious D, and I don't know which ones they are. No, I didn't write any songs. That's, okay. That's, uh, that's that, not... That's uh, fake news there. That's fake not, news. That's fake news. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, clarify, you know, I clarify. I, well, we, uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk and I, you know... Kind of got them, uh, uh, went to HBO and pitched them doing, um, you know, the series that was Tenacious D that aired after Mr. Show on HBO. Um, and we uh, co-wrote and uh, uh, produced everything, um, but we didn't write songs. No, that's all. That's them. That's their. That's their genius. And um, uh, I don't even know if we even like contributed a line or anything i think we didn't really do that uh and they had plenty of that stuff ready to go so um yeah that's uh i mean we we were instrumental in helping them get their stuff seen and yeah, then like get out there but yeah but we, we didn't write any or i didn't write any songs well loving music as much as you do and liking the to play these rock clubs i wondered you ever uh think about uh writing some music or getting involved in uh, having a band back you and doing some comedy rock of some type i really uh, had this idea that i kind of liked for a while and then woke up one day and i hated it but it was to do a song that starts off uh so doing stuff and people don't do it that much anymore but it was kind of at the height of uh adam sandler and sarah silverman and 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 uh, um various other people who were doing songs in their sets like full on full songs and i was going to be about um how i don't like that and then there was there'd be like a musical bed that would come start playing underneath and then it would turn into a full song about how i don't like it when comedians sing songs during their show and i kind of worked on it and i thought it was great and then i was like no it's not great i've changed my mind so that's a long-winded answer to that. No, nah, man, but but totally get it because it is few and far between when when a comedian gets up and and starts you know breaking out the guitar. Like I'll admit, there, there's a couple I mean, times I'm I'm not I'm yeah. not excited about that. Yeah, dude, I don't think anybody happen. is. Well, you know some so, good guitar players. You could have it away. You could have Peter Buck play <laughs> guitar. Yeah, sure. I mean, that'd be you know that'd be uh, that'd be pretty amazing. But um, I did actually sing. Uh, sorry to keep going. No, it's great. I love mentioning it. all my past stuff. But there was a there was a special. Which one was it? I think it was Bigger and Blacker, where I came out and oh, I had a I had a kid, a local kid, uh, in a bald in uh, glasses, um, who was you know they'd introduce me and people go nuts, and then this kid would come out and we like ten years old, had a different kid for every place I went to and auditioned him and stuff online or whatever, and uh, and they would come out and do 
upset I wrote for them as me. <laughs> and then they would get upset. Then the kid would, as me, would get upset. Like, what? That's that's funny. You, you, you know, whatever. This you guys suck. This place. And, uh, and they throw the mic down, and he would leave. And then I would come out and sing a song about like I can't remember what it was, but how much fun we were going to have and what a good night we were going to have. It's at the, be- the beginning of. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's bigger and blacker. I want to say. I saw you at the very end of the Spike Jones Beastie Boys documentary, and uh, and I read that mm-hmm. your that your voice is sampled actually on Check It Out, and uh, mm-hmm. you're in one of their videos and all this. So you That's must be cool. buddies with the Beastie Boys up there in New York, right? What's going on with that? Um, I mean, you know, it it was kind of a natural thing that just came out of a lot of mutual friends, and I mean, they're just the coolest guys, and uh, you know. Uh, and MCA directed the uh, this thing that I did that was on uh, it, was, it was I don't know what it was attached to I think it was part of uh, it was Apple TV yeah, that's right that's awesome I shot that it was it was something it was it, we did a while ago I mean obviously you know uh, Yauk is yeah. you know past but um, but and he directed that thing we shot it for a couple days and um, and I really got to know him then like i'd known them here and there again lots of mutual friends and uh um they're always, always super cool but um that's where i kind of really got to know them after shooting that thing with them and uh and yeah they're just you know uh just awesome man. guys freaking and, awesome yeah. that's beastie boys man they're legendary i mean that's just yeah. all there that's the only way you can describe them what else do you like to listen to man if you're not listening to beastie boys or or something some variation of that like what what do you like to what keeps your ears full I mean, I've I pretty much run the gamut. The only thing I don't, the only thing I don't really listen to a lot of is jazz. I'm not a big jazz fan, um, like new jazz. I don't like the the I don't like that stuff. I'm not a big uh, EDM guy either or new country. Um, although I've I love uh, Dixie Chicks now, just the chicks. I know you. Uh, I know one you don't like is uh, Creed. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Creed. That's that's just sort of manufactured angst. It sounds completely bull. Like just, uh, um, and there's there's that there's that kind of music that was really popular for like three or four years. That kind of twee indie kind of Imagine Dragon and uh, the the author, you know, whatever. And I I really that twee stuff, uh, you know whatever monsters and magnets whatever the whatever they are and uh i can't stand that stuff the stuff that sounds like it was written maroon five so say what like maroon five is in that category too right manufactured pop town yeah but that's more rocky that's more rocket i mean they're good melodies but they're just the production of it is so twee and cloying and it just sounds like they wrote it going Hey guys, let's let's sell it. Let's write this song. We'll sell it uh, to a sneaker company, and we'll make millions of dollars. You know, <laughs> if I had the ability, a, I'd probably do it too, though. Yeah, but then I, I just don't. I'm not interested in listening to it. I'm an old country guy, man. That's what I was raised on up in in Dalton, Georgia. So mm-hmm. that's what I listen to most of the time is old country, like Keith Whitley and Waylon Jennings, and just stuff like that that I love. That I grew up mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that yeah, stuff's that all good. Great. And yeah, and classic rock. And look, some old old hip hop. And and my son, who's oh, 18, yeah. he's yeah. he's into newer hip-hop and he introduces me to some of that stuff and i dig it yeah it's that stuff yeah all good. yeah there's some amazing great stuff it's 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 really disappointing that you know kanye turned out to be 
uh, crazy uh, because it's you know it's, some of his stuff is just amazing. It's brilliant, and I'm yeah. really like Kendrick Lamar. The last three albums, Kendrick Lamar albums are amazing. I mean, they're all great, but really beyond amazing. And uh, uh, but there's there's a, a one I told Kevin Kinney this because uh, I, I know he produced it. Um, uh, but there's a woman in Nashville named Elizabeth Cook who's really really good. She it, is great. It's like new country, but it's rock and it's. Okay. Uh, 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 I got her last album. It's great. Um, oh. There's a, a woman in Atlanta. I haven't I've never seen him live, but I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Matiel, oh. uh, who's also really good. That's look awesome. That up. Yeah. We'll have to look that one up. Speaking of being down south Atlanta, man, southern food is good. Obviously, you said sometimes you eat some barbecue in North mm-hmm. Carolina and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, man, soul food, a little meat and three action. Are there mm-hmm. any restaurants mm-hmm. that you look forward to hitting on tour, especially through the southeast, like that, that Braves fans might go to? Well, I can certainly tell you, you know, in I think in, in let me let me preface this by saying uh, it was a sad sad day in this house when we found out that the grit closed in Athens. Mm. That was I I have gotten in my car and just driven up to like I'm going to go to Athens and just eat at the grit. I'll I'm just going to drive up there because I mean I would get cravings for a golden bowl. Um, I, yeah, that was just sad when that closed down. But, um, I mean, in Atlanta, I love the Kevin Gillespie restaurants. I love Gun Show. I love the concept. I love eating there. There's a um, – I'll tell you one thing that I'll go out of my way to go get the boiled peanuts at the Earl. Um, oh, nice. I don't know if yes, you've had sir. the boiled peanuts. So good. I don't know – they're better than any other boiled peanuts I've ever had. Yeah, except on the side amazing. of the road up in, like, Blue Ridge somewhere. I mean, those I those well, are legit. I mean, t- t- tell me how they're better than the Earls. Go, go we'll grab a, a pack. I'll wait. Yeah, I'll we'll, wait. we'll do a taste I'll, test. I'll hang on the phone. We should do a taste <laughs> test. Put yeah. on, I have to drive over to Blue Ridge. I'll be right back. <laughs> Take me a minute. I'm just saying that's that's what I grew up on. You know, you, you go yeah, yeah. You go yeah. over the mountains, and there was some random dude sitting in front of a Chevy S10 sure. pickup truck with a little fire and a kettle, and he was selling bold peanuts. Mm-hmm. Dude, they would make the best flavors it was just there was just so stinking good so the earl band well, they've got some living up to do then they're they're good try them i'm, I'm telling going you to. they're really really good i mean all their food is yeah. good at the Earl, but the boiled peanuts are like addictive what about in but, brooklyn um, uh no boiled peanuts in brooklyn well, no way <laughs> right i didn't expect it but like places that that you recommend people like that that listen to this podcast and go to braves games mm-hmm. like when they're in new york what where do you recommend they sure. go eat because there's 10 million places I mean, there's, it's, uh, you got to narrow it down. Do you want, you know, Burmese or Singapore or yeah, El right. Salvadoran or, <laughs> I mean, there's everything here. So, and there's a, a great version of everything. Um, I will tell you, here's, here's what I would recommend. Um, there's a little place, tiny little place, hole in the wall called Times Square. Okay. And it's got something called the M&M store. And uh-huh. it is an absolute delight. Artisanal. Uh, hand cr- no, all right. Uh, Very traditional too, because they have all the all the flavors, all the different peanut yeah. and regular and plain, and they you can even make one big bag of all the different assortments, which you can't get anywhere else. Why not? Why not? I would, yeah, I would urge anybody just skip Times Square. It's awful. No, I mean it's maybe just go there for ten minutes, look up and go, wow, See these it? are yeah. a lot of big. These are big screens, and then somewhere that real New Yorkers go to. But I would tell you this for Brooklyn. Brooklyn's big. It's huge, you know. Um, and but they're they're after, or I shouldn't say after, like during the pandemic, they started this 
thing called the Open Streets Program. And there are, I think there's like 11 of them kind of around Manhattan, Bronx, Queens, and Brooklyn. And there's one uh, not far from my neighborhood. And it's, uh, and they all stayed. That was the thing. Like, well, after the pandemic was over and everything, I shouldn't say it's over, but you know what I mean, when we kind of going back to normal and, uh, and they've kept this thing. It's very European. So the, the street closes down to traffic. And I'm talking like nine blocks, wow. you know, on a, a big wide street with a median. And on the weekends, uh, Friday evening and all day Saturday and Sunday, it's closed to traffic. And all the families go out and the kids are hanging out on their, you know, scooters and bikes. And just, you know, people bring out chalk. And I'm talking like, you know, uh, a uh, quarter of a mile long, uh, if, if not longer, you know, half mile, all the way up to the park, to the prospect. And uh, um, and people hang out and they bring everybody, takes gets food because there's tons of restaurants and bars. And you just hang out, you meet your neighbors. It's usually, you know, you'll be hanging out there. It's like, oh, there's a bunch of people on stilts walking by. And now here's a drum line. <laughs> and now here's a, you know, a band that's playing, you know. And now the people are learning to, you know, doing yoga. Dance salsa up yeah. Up. You know what? Well, I don't know about that. Um, but uh, it's really great, and and uh, you know it, it kind of closes down winter, uh, of which we don't really have much of a winter anymore. But um, you know when when it when baseball season starts, they'll be back out, and I would. It's just a really, really, really pleasant, nice thing, especially if you got kids, and you know there's. Uh, ice cream stores and everything. There's all kinds cool, of food, good food. And, and you go to the bodega and get a, a tall boy and just hang out and drink it on the median. There's tables and chairs and people bring stuff and everybody just gathers. It's really, really it. cool. I like that. Uh, Sense so of community. Say, check that out. Yeah. yeah. I like that, dude. We just appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. I'll say that first of all. And then I want to say that uh, I want to encourage everybody to go out and check out the Worst Daddy in the World Tour because it is going to be fun. It's going to be uh, funny. Anytime you can get to see live stand up, it's good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, as, a, as I always do, I'll be taping the set, but to see it live is just a different experience. And, and again, these rooms are a little more intimate than the theaters and it's just been a blast i've been doing this set around for a little while and it's really 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 fun anytime you're in town i mean obviously gonna be here april 27th please swing by the braze radio network studios yeah i'm gonna come see some games my my sister has an in with some of those guys and i know they the braze reached out i I was at a uh mets game with jason sudeikis and we were sitting there and the camera caught us and uh and i had my braves you know stuff on so they've reached out and they're like you. Uh, you know anytime you're you're down there down here you know let us know so i'll i will find for sure find some time and try to drag my maybe i'll take the whole family boy. my wife can take my daughter if she's like you know, having a meltdown and not interested yeah but, they got like know, a whole well, they got like a whole like arcade area in the stadium and the, the battery's pretty yeah, impressive great. But, yeah i mean it's a, it's a it's a good facility and you know david uh, april 27th when you're in town to play the variety playhouse here in atlanta um Braves are playing the Marlins, and it's a day game, so maybe we could all get to that one. Yeah, and they should win that one. Yeah, <laughs> there we go, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the cherry yeah. on top right there. Yeah, there you go. Good heavens. Yeah. Ice cream and baseball. That's a gimme. That's right, absolutely. Yeah. The Marlins stink. As long as is not pitching, then we seriously we, we stand a really good shot. That's exactly yeah. right, man. And, and we're tired of people hitting our guys, especially Yeah, from they Miami. like to hit Acuna, they, those Every guys. time, man. Makes me want to go to burn down Miami when they do that. Did you see that Acuna home run he was playing 
uh, in Venezuela. Yes! And then, crushed it. And that crazy celebration <laughs> that went on for like a minute long. That's like, it was nuts. And then the people <laughs> stormed the field. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then, but apparently his family got uh, seriously hassled like a couple innings later. Really? Oh, I didn't hear about that part. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's no good. Yeah, not not cool at all. But but yeah, know. that was the that was the craziest. That was the greatest I've ever scene. <laughs> That's the beauty. Um, like I love that Latin American flair. I, I know it can be taken too far, and I get it because I find myself in the middle. I don't know about you. As we talked to David Cross, wrapping up here, I don't know about you, but like I like a little flair. I'm okay with a little oh, flair. I'm yeah, not saying yeah, you got to. Yeah. I'm not saying set the outfield on fire. I'm totally with you. Yeah, you can you can show a little emotion. You can. I love it. I mean, yeah, what he did was a bit over the top. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, exactly. But, but I mean, yeah, I have no. You know, all this stuff about showing people up. Well, that's like a weird leftover hangover old culture thing from like the 50s. Yeah, go go ahead. You yeah, know, man, have so a little emotion. It's yeah, fun. have a ball. It's make it a make it a fun game because it is a fun game. Let the kids play. That's what and we, we like it. The, yes, the, the fans like it. That's exactly you know? right, man. There's nothing better when somebody hits a bomb like Acuna and he's celebrating. He's happy. He's put his team yeah. on his back. As a fan, you're like, that's my guy. Let's go. Yeah, I I, I want everybody to be able to do that except for Bryce Harper. But everybody <laughs> else gets to do it. It's fine. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Bryce, he's done all right. I think he's going to be okay david cross thank you so much for your time we appreciate it want you to go visit david cross or official david cross.com on twitter at david cross with three s's c-r-o-s-s-s instagram facebook official david cross as well go check him out on the worst daddy in the world tour with special guest sean Patton. get all the dates on his website because it's not just the ones that we gave in the southeast there, there there's several others dude thank you man we appreciate you Absolutely, man. My, my pleasure. It was great talking to you guys. Yeah, hopefully we'll do it again soon, and uh, hopefully we'll see you down here at the ballpark getting the, yeah. uh, getting the, getting the Braves game. You will. Man. All right, buddy. You will. You will. Take care. All right, man. Thanks, see David. Thanks. See you, man. Right. Bye. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. 
I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.